the great search brought to you by DigiKey and Ada Fruit. Every single week, Lady Ada uses a power of engineering to help you guess you find the things you want on DigiKey.com. Lady Ada, what is this week's great search? Okay, so I'm working on this board that's going to interface with floppy disk drives, like this one, or like this Apple II, Disk II. And um, these are devices that need a lot of power. They need 5 and 12 volts, and they need them at a couple amps apiece because they're driving motors, spinning them around um, very fast. And um, you need to have a good, clean power supply that's 5 volts and 12 volts. And, um, you know, historically, you could get these power adapters that would give you both 5 and 12, and they would actually plug in even directly into the um uh, disk drive itself, but those are they're actually kind of expensive and they're very specialized. And so I thought in this design for this board that's going to interface with disk drives, um, Apple II or floppy or whatever, that instead of trying to like get this custom source 5 plus 12 volt power adapter, what I would do is say, you just provide me 5 volts, sorry, 12 volts at 3 or 4 amps. You can get 12 volt 3 or 4 amp power adapters or USB-C can provide 12 volts at three amps as well. And I'll give you the three, I'll give you the three, two to three amp, five volt output, as well as at 12 volts. And then, you know, you're good to go. You don't have to have like a dual supply. I'll generate the five from the 12. So let's go to the computer and I'll, I'll show. This isn't the final design, but I, I want to sort of draft it out. So you'd have um, your 2.1 millimeter DC jack. And again, you can get 12 volts power supplies very easily. I'll add an e-fuse here. We'll cover that probably next week on the great search about how to do e-fusing because I want to make sure that people don't plug in more than 12 volts into here and accidentally, you know, put 12 volts into the motor because I don't want to have a buck converter also for 12 volts. I'm, and I don't want to have a SEPIC. I don't want to spend the extra money when I'd rather have a fuse and just be like, hey, just make sure you use a 12 volt. I won't let you use anything else. And then I'll give you the five volt um, high current as well. So there's USB-C, but again, USB-C does not it, even, you know, yes, if you have a power delivery setup, you can kind of guarantee getting five volts at two or three amps. But I'd rather just, again, generate it from this uh, chunky 12 volt power supply and use the USB just for communication to the computer, not try to use it for um, power input, because again, you need a lot of current. You need like two amps, one amp, but let's say two to, to be safe. Um, and so normally, you know, if I'm trying to, uh, get, um, you know, five volts from a 12 volt power supply on something like, um, you know, a Metro or something, I'll use like an AZ 1117 series. These are very, very common. They'll give you about one, um, one amp, one, you know, 0.25 amps linear. And uh, they come in your standard SOT223 or SOT89. Um, they're very inexpensive. You can see they're about 10 cents a piece in quantity, but, and they come in fixed as well. So I can get, you know, I can, let's say, um, I want a fixed uh, five volt output. Let me show you a couple options. Yeah, so the AZ5. 10 cents a piece and they work great. You know, you can get one amp out and the voltage drop is pretty minimal. I think it's, yeah, about 1.3 volts. So definitely will get you current out of 12 volts. The problem is that the amount of heat we're dissipating out of this is uh, pretty high. So 
your 12 minus 5, 7 volt drop times, you know, 1.2 amps. Okay, 8 watts. You're not going to easily dissipate 8 watts from this little package. You could do it with a TO220 with a really big ass heatsink, but you're definitely not going to be like this chip is not going to be happy it'll it'll give you five volts one amp maybe from like seven to nine volts okay but not from 12 even though the um voltage rating can go up to 15 and that's something to watch out for like when i was like younger and i was starting out i was like oh it says i can do 15 it'll give me five at one amp like it should, it should work right but it just because the the uh, technical limits let you do it doesn't mean the thermal limits will match so for this kind of situation this is where you would want a buck converter this is a perfect example of you want a high voltage convert to low and you and you can't dissipate that much power also it's a bit of a waste right i have to provide both 5 and 12 volts to you know a, a disk 2 power uh apple disk 2 floppy drive so i don't want to like linearly lose two amps from my 12 volt power supply into the 5 volt regulator even if i did have a gigantic heat sink because i still need two amps from the 12 volt as well so you know if i use a buck converter i can draw 400 milliamps from the 12 volt i just need a less power less big power supply so cost power everything savings the buck converter is the way to go so um let's look at a dc dc buck converter and what you got there's a lot of options so there's just fyi don't forget they're switching controllers and switching regulators and switching converter like there's there's like a lot of things that sound very very similar so these converters tend to be modules and there's nothing wrong with using modules sometimes you're like ah, i don't want to go through like getting inductors and stuff you can get, uh, you know, the, this chunky module from SparkFun, or you can get this, you know, plug-in style. And there's nothing wrong with these. Uh, they can be very inexpensive. However, you know, I want to keep it low cost. Um, and I'm not sure the power requirements here aren't too high. So let's do um, a regulator that will also regulate the output. The controllers, by the way, usually you need to connect up a separate um, transistor and these are often used for extremely high current um or extremely high voltages where you need the transistor to be spec'd for some you know maybe 40 50 volts or whatever um and you wouldn't get that with a regulator but 12 to 5 that's pretty common by the way like you're gonna see there's thousands of options so the regulator will give me a regulated output so many options 30,000 uh, and a lot of them are in stock too so let's look at only the active ones and let's look at the ones that are normally stocked and let's exclude the marketplace ones this gets us down to like a paltry 7,000 options okay and uh you know definitely there's there's tons and there's in stock it's amazing uh it's a beautiful thing so we want surface mount because I'm going to pick and place it onto this board um i want it to be definitely not negative i want it to be positive but sometimes we're positive or negative whatever i'll just select all of these so all positive and then i want i only need one output um although you know it could be interesting um if i did need a lot of current at three volts i could get a dual output that would give me 12 to 5 and 12 to 3 but i don't actually need that much current at three volts i'm going to just toss an ldo on there um 
to con to convert the five volts to three volts because I only need like at the most 50, maybe 100 milliamps. Not worth getting another uh, more complicated um, buck setup going on. Okay, so let me apply. I didn't even get rid of that many. There's so many options. Um, okay, so the next uh, thing is, do I want synchronous rectifier or not? So normally I would say, you know, oh, I don't mind putting a, a diode in. I'll show you the freewheeling diode. Um, I, you know, I picked uh, this old design that I had. So like this design with the TPS 5100, there is a freewheeling diode here, um, but you know, it's another component and these diodes are not inexpensive. They're, you know, 10, 10, 15 cents. So let's go with, yes, let's do, you know, a synchronous rectifier. Um, why not save one component? Also means usually there's a true disconnect um, between input and output, usually. Uh, at least it does with the boost converters. Okay, and then I definitely want not boost. I want buck only, so I'll select those. Okay. There's really, you know, almost everything will do what I want. Voltage input, the minimum. Well, um, it's going to be 12 volt input, so let's make sure that I can handle um, 12 volt or less. And then uh, input maximum. Let's make sure the maximum can be Oops, 14 volts or higher. I'm going to go to 150, who cares? Let's see if that, okay, now we're getting down to 2600. Um, let's look for only ones that are tape and reel. Just, you know, if I'm, I'm going to put this on the pick and place, I might as well get, you know, avoid the digi reel and cut tape version or, or uh, tray versions, okay. And I think like that's pretty good. Voltage outputs. Um they all kind of cover five volts. So, you know, I mean again, this is like one of the most common um converters. All right, so let's uh let's look at the pricing quantity for a thousand pieces. That likes to like to give me a sense. And yeah, two thousand options. There's a lot of options, so you don't have to worry about that. Oh, and then current output, duh forgot most important thing um so the motors on these um they are usually spec'd for one amp but um you know i want to make sure i have plenty of um space in my my power uh budget so i'm going to make the current output or the switch output be uh two amps or more because while this is um these floppy these floppies are one amp there could be older ones that are less efficient and they could spike up and maybe draw like two amps so let's do two amps and up 50 amps is kind of bonkers but we'll see okay so now now we're doing good okay so lots of in stock options and one thing i noticed is there's a couple of uh you know popular winners here there's the ap622 series from diodes inc and notice that um buck converters are really inexpensive um like 13 cents 10 cents about the same price as the ldo which is another thing it's like by the time you add the heat sinking to your linear regulator um because you have to get a separate heat sink it could be the same price as just getting this is a synchronous buck so all i need is the input capacitance output capacitance and a couple of inexpensive passives um to set the output voltage and um you know an inductor but the inductors are usually 
you know, maybe 10, 10, 15 cents. This is very inexpensive. Um, and there's a lot of good options. There's three volt out, sorry, three amp out, two amp out. I did see like, there's a lot of like, there's the TPS 562202 and then the TPS 62207. And I was like, what's the difference between these two? And um, so I opened up the data sheets because I, I was expecting this to this week. And I was like, what is the difference between these two? So a lot of it is um, the accuracy of the output feedback and also the frequency. Um, these are 580. And of course, the lower the frequency, the more efficient, but the bigger the inductor. So if you want a small inductor, you'll want higher frequency, but usually get lower efficiency. So it's a kind of a trade-off, but um, 600 kilohertz isn't too bad. And also the voltage range input and output. So this is 4.317. These are actually kind of very similar. I don't even know. What are the differences between the two? And then, yeah, I don't even know. Soft start, hiccup mode, non-latch. I don't know the difference between the two, these two. Pre-bias function, I don't know. You can also check out on um, TI. These seem like almost identical. This is a thing, I wish there was a little bit more clear what the, the differences are between the two. Um, but the second digit, so there's 5.6, which is the TPS 5.6, which is the series. And then 2 is 2 amp. 3 is 3 amp. So at the same price, you can also get a 3 amp version, by the way. Um, there's also this, the 62201. Let me see the data sheet. Yeah, so this output, output range is 0.76 to 7 volts. And this is 0.8 to 7. So like there's this slight, these are all clearly they're all very, very similar. They have the same um, FETs inside and the same kind of configuration and pinout. Um, but they have slightly different uh, pin numbers. I don't know. Some of them maybe have different compensation on the inside. All of them look pretty good though. Um, I think... I'm, you know, I'm one of those people who I, I definitely can be convinced by what the crowd is doing. So I actually decided of all these, I think the diodes one is good, but I kind of like this one just because these two, because both of these have um, like 100,000 and 20,000 in stock. So they're very promising. You could also go to the power designer, which is what, if you want like more specific component selection, and what I put in here is the VN like 10 volts to 14 volts and the output 5 volts and then, you know, 1.5 amps. And then uh, let's just say low cost. And the TI uh, WebBench will generate, it'll actually, you, you'll see the same part number show up. It'll, it'll calculate for you, your inductors, um, the capacitance that you want for, you know, ideal stability and the feedback um, resistors. Thankfully, you don't have to compensate the design. So let this run in the mean, in the meantime, it'll generate the designs. But I think that this one is kind of what I'm going to go with. The TPS 562202 or 2201. And you can see here's the, um, my screen is very small, but you can see um, it generated of this same family, the 563, 
56.3, so it goes up to 4 amps. Um, it likes to, I will say that the um, TI Webbench likes to kind of give you a, a bigger than maybe necessary uh, power budget. Um, but you can follow this and you can see like, you know, entire bomb cost of like 51 cents. It's a really good deal. These are also um, higher frequency chips, it looks like, the 56.2.2 instead of the 202. But they're all good. I think this whole family will probably work quite nicely. Very simple, very small, and fairly good efficiency. V out five volts, you know, up to two amps, about 92%, which is about as good as you're going to get. So yeah, I think that this is what I'm going to go with, the TPS 56 22 series. So I'm going to get this into my design. And then next week, um, we'll do the E-Fuse for protection of this chip to make sure that you don't get more than about 12, 14 volts coming in. And that's a great search.